Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. Hi, I'm Gary Duncan, and it's time now for a moment on the lighter side here uh, during the Midday Moments program on this Monday afternoon. We haven't talked to this guy in a while, but today we have our official apostolic representative right here, and he's coming to us live from his fishing and shepherding supply store, St. Peter of St. Peter Silk and Crook. Hi, St. Peter. Ah, good to talk to you, Gary. And it, it, it's been a while. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I haven't talked to you since last year, and it's certainly been a, a big uh, amount of time here. And uh, did you have a good Christmas and a happy New Year? Oh, I did, and I hope you did as well. I, I tell you, I am particularly glad you did call me this afternoon, because there's a very special story about Jesus I'd like to share. And what story is that? Well, as you know, we're we're in that part of the church here known as Epiphany. And the first Sunday of that season is set aside to celebrate the baptism of Jesus. Yes, I noticed the church does that every year. We've always read the story of Jesus' baptism on the first Sunday after Epiphany. Why is that? Well, you know what the word Epiphany means. Sure, it's the revelation of some kind. It's a sudden recognition or insight, as they used to say. It's like a, a light bulb going on in your head. Yeah, you know, that reminds me, Gary, and so this is so true. I've been meaning to tell you, you need to get that bulb in your head changed. <laughs> I think I really do, don't I? Uh, what do you mean, change, though? <laughs> you better change it from an incandescent to an LED bulb. Oh, so in a few energy. years, you know, what's that? <laughs> well, no, they're not going to be making the incandescent bulbs anymore, and we wouldn't want you to be epiphany-less. <laughs> Right. Uh, what would KFU do without my sudden brilliant insights? And right, right. can we? Get, but let's just get back to the subject at hand. Okay. Now we know that the word epiphany. We know what it means. But what is the surprising insight that comes from the story of the baptism of Jesus? Oh, there are there are several of them. Why don't we start with one? Okay, it's a good point to start. Example. See, I told you I had my light bulb on. <laughs> well, you know, for example, we have the epiphany about the doctrine of the Trinity. You mean the teaching that God is one, but at the same time three? Yeah, that's correct. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And now the Church has always taught that. Uh, but the problem is the Bible never actually uses the word Trinity. But it's also a fact that while the Bible never uses the term Trinity, throughout the Bible, that's exactly the way God is described. Uh, there is no doubt he is one God. Uh, the Old Testament scriptures are quite clear about that. As the book of Deuteronomy says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. I think I see where you're going with this. Uh, the Bible calls him one, but also throughout Scripture, he's described as being three. And that's the epiphany we have in the story of Jesus' baptism. For here's yet another example of where the one God is shown to be three persons. A read, if you would, Gary, the story of Jesus' baptism. Uh, which story do you want? I remember, uh, if I remember correctly, it's found in all three of the so-called synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, not only that, it's also referred to in the Gospel of John. <laughs> Apparently, it must be a pretty important story for all four Gospel writers to make mention of it. 
So which gospel do you want me to read then? Well, I, it really doesn't matter for the point I want to make. The gospels are all pretty much in agreement as to the details. Okay, I'll, I'll take the first one then. I'll read from the gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Well, there, there you have it. I, I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to plainly see all three persons of the Trinity in that story. Uh, of course, you have Jesus, the Son of God, standing there in the baptismal water. And you have the Spirit of God descending like a dove and resting upon him. And finally, you have God the Father speaking from the heavens. And we know it's the Father because he says, this is my beloved Son. Well, that's true. Where you have a Son, you have a Father. And so in the baptism of Jesus, you have the one God clearly being described as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You know, Peter, that is a very powerful insight. Our epiphany, as we said. But it's that the only surprising insight to find here? I mean, we already have a Trinity Sunday. I'm all for finding the Trinity in scriptures, but is there anything of a, a little more practical value to the story of Jesus' baptism? Well, no, 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 wait, wait a second there, Gary. I, I don't think you can get any more practical than the doctrine of the Trinity. It's not just a doctrine, Gary, but a wonderful picture of who God is and what he has done to save us. Okay, let me rephrase my question, okay? I'm not suggesting the teaching of the Trinity isn't practical or of great importance, but what I'm saying is we have a Sunday to celebrate the doctrine of the Trinity. Is there any other particular reason to especially celebrate the baptism of Jesus? Why? Why? Funny that you ask, because yes, there is. <laughs> the baptism of Jesus not only teaches us something important about the Trinity, but it also teaches us something important about Jesus himself. And in addition, it has something very important to say about our baptisms as well. So what are these additional epiphanies? Well, it was interesting you chose to read from Matthew, Gary. As I said, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they, they all share the same basic details of what happened at the baptism. Uh, they all talk about the heavens being opened, how the Spirit descending as a dove, and the voice from heaven. But you know, Matthew alone gives us the details of what happened immediately before the baptism. Matthew alone tells us of a conversation held between Jesus and John the Baptist. Uh, since you got your Bible open to Matthew, uh, would you mind reading the rest of the story? Okay, sure, Peter. Uh, Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 14. Then Jesus came from Galilee uh, to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you and you come to me. Why is that? I, I don't really see the epiphany here, Peter. What John says just seems to be common sense. I mean, after all, Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Almighty God. Why in the world would he want to be baptized by a poor, puny human like John? But don't forget, though, Jesus did say John was the greatest man born of woman. But Jesus went on to say even the least in the kingdom of heaven was greater than John. You know, that's true. And in fact, 
like John himself had emphasized that he was nothing in comparison to the Lord. Uh, he had said, I must decrease so that he might increase. Uh, the Baptist had said, I am not worthy to untie the sandals of the one who comes after me. He also plainly confessed, the one coming after me is greater than me. I baptize with water, but the one who comes after me shall baptize with spirit and with fire. That's the point. I don't think it's any great insight to say that Jesus is greater than John. I think we'd all agree that Jesus is greater than everyone. So true. But the epiphany here is that such a great one as Jesus still wants to be baptized. Indeed, read the, the next verse, Gary. But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. Not only does Jesus want to be baptized, he insists on it. And it is the reason for Jesus' insistence that this is another epiphany in this story. And then what is the reason Jesus wants to be baptized by John? You know, Gary, I'd, I'd, I'd love to tell you, uh, but I got a business to run here. <laughs> you know, I got to get my shelves restocked after the Christmas rush. It won't be long and people will be knocking down my doors wanting to replenish their supplies of Stinky Gary, Duncan's Catfish Bait, and, and Dippy Gary, Duncan's Sheep Dip. Hey, wait a minute. I've said this before. That stinky comma, Gary Duncan's catfish bait, and dippy comma, Gary's Duncan's sheep dip. Oh, you know, that's right. I, I don't know why I always forget that. Why would I think that you were dippy or stinky? Well, <laughs> anyway, I tell you what, I do need to get back to work here. I am running a business. Talk to you next week with more epiphanies from the baptism of Jesus. Maybe it's your light bulb that needs to be changed, buddy. <laughs> what's, what's that? What did you say? I, I, I didn't say anything, but I, I'll tell you what, I will get my light bulb changed because then maybe I can understand what you're trying to tell me here. So it's so nice to talk to you, Peter, and I'll talk to you again next week. So, uh, And I really need to get a name change for those products. I, I don't think you should be using the, the stinky and, and that with, with Gary Duncan's They're labeled name. what they're labeled, Gary. There's, labeled There's nothing I can do about You can't, it. yeah, sorry. I guess, sorry. I understand, I guess. We are the I mean, messenger. They've always gone to the printers. Yes, they <laughs> I know how that is. When we send something to the printer here at KFO, it is final. <laughs> we are, I got a thousand labels sitting here in the store, so I'm uh, sorry. Okay, go ahead and use those and then maybe think about changing the name. You know, maybe you should just be more dippy and more stinky, and that would solve the whole problem. Well, maybe. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, I think. Thanks, Peter. Thank you, Gary. We are KFO, the messenger of good news.